0: Hi friends, it's me again. My name is Bailey Sarian and today is Monday, which means it's murder, mystery, and makeup Monday. If you are new here, hi, how are you? My name is Bailey Sarian and on Mondays, I sit down and I talk about a true crime story that's been heavy on my Noggin. And I do my makeup at the same time. If you're interested in true crime and you like makeup, I would highly suggest you hit that subscribe button. So today I have another spooky ooky story to talk about. Let's get right into it. So today's story is about spirits, about ghosts. So keep an open mind, cause it's gonna be a little spooky ride. <laughs> you know, when it comes to ghosts, It's hit or miss. Some people are full believers and others are not. Now, while it's not scientifically confirmed, there is a large amount of evidence confirming and supporting the spirits or ghosts phenomenon and that they may exist. Now, people have talked about ghost encounters dating back centuries, okay? So this is not like new information, right? And on top of that, people go to school and they will uh, study these instances to help us better understand what is lurking in the shadows. Sometimes in life, there are just unexplainable instances that we only know how to label as ghosts. And these occurrences can happen anywhere to anybody. This story takes place in Ellerslie, Georgia. Ellerslie, Georgia is a small town located in Harrison County in Georgia. Now the main thing to do out there, go to church, go hunting, go fishing. It's simple, it's small. The population is just a little over 3000 people. So it's like, you know, it's a small town where everyone seems to just know everyone or at least if you don't know them, it's like a familiar face, you know? I know that face. Now there wasn't much to do around town. So a lot of people or young adults, they would go down to um, Columbus, Georgia, because there was like a lot more activities and they had just more fun things to do. So the year is 1989, a young family, the Wyricks, they move into Ellers- Ellersley, <laughs> Georgia. The family consisted of Andrew, Lisa, and they also had their three-year-old daughter, Heidi. So they moved to this small town and they buy their first home as a new young family. And it's like a ranch style home, super cute. The family moved here so they could have a fresh start, but most of all, they just liked the idea of moving to a a small town, you know? It's a good safe place to raise a family and just a good place to like start out in life. So they thought. I think it's safe to say that most children have an imaginary friend, or it's like pretty normal for kids to have an imaginary friend. Some kids have them, some don't. A study said that by the age of seven, 65% of kids actually have an imaginary friend. And a lot of the times it starts as early as three. And then going on to about 11. The Weirich's daughter, Heidi, again, she was three years old. And since moving into the new home, Heidi had a new imaginary friend. Heidi's parents at first are thinking like, maybe it's a way for Heidi to kind of cope with the move or she's just using her imagination, but they really didn't think too much about it. Just kind of, it is what it is. Lisa said that there'd be times where Heidi was playing like in the backyard and Lisa would just kind of be watching, you know, observing and she would see Heidi just like talking to somebody, talking out loud, like having long conversations with somebody and she would wait and like, nobody would talk back. It was weird because it wasn't just little talk, it was like long conversations. So Lisa just one day asks Heidi, like, hey, who's your new friend? Who are you talking to? So then Heidi turns to her mom and she's like, mom, well, she's three, so I don't know what she says, but she said (laughs) something along the lines of like, mom, my new friend is this old man in a black suit and a top hat. Lisa, her mom was like, red alert. One would think that an imaginary friend would be around the same age as them, you know? That's different. So Heidi's mom is kind of asking like a little bit more, like tell me more about this old man. And Heidi said that this old man's name was Mr. Gordy and that they would play in her room and in the backyard. Heidi and her mom would take walks around the block, you know, exercise. And when Lisa would look over, at Heidi, she would see like Heidi was holding on to what seemed like an invisible hand. Lisa would ask her daughter, like, whose hand are you holding? And she would turn to her mom and say, it's Mr. Gordy's hand. And Lisa's thinking, you know, is this normal? To the story. Mm. Heidi would say that she would meet her new friend out by the swing set and they would talk most of the days and Mr. Gordy, whoever this person was, seemed to be around a lot. This new friend of Heidi's also told her that there was money buried somewhere in the backyard. If my child came up to me and told me this, that there was like money buried somewhere in the backyard, ghosts or no ghosts, I would be tearing up that backyard. All right, I'll believe in this ghost now. Anyways, not the point. So overall, Heidi was talking about this new friend, and her parents, Lisa and Andy, they were paying attention, you know, as parents should, and both Lisa and Andy were just kind of letting it be. She's not hurting anyone with her make-believe friend. Now, when Andy would be away at work, it would always be Lisa and Heidi together at the house. Lisa just wanted to be supportive towards her daughter. And whenever she would make her lunch every day, she would always make like a little extra plate for Heidi's friend. And then they would sit down and have lunch together. And the food was always left untouched, but Lisa was just trying to be supportive towards her daughter. However, things changed when Heidi met a man named Khan. One day while at home, the doorbell rings. Lisa is in the kitchen and Heidi goes to answer the front door. Hello? Standing there was a man with an injured hand and a blood-soaked t-shirt. He called himself Con. So Heidi goes into the kitchen and tells her mom, hey mom, there's a man named Con at the door and he's all bloody. For good reason, this worries Lisa because (laughs) I mean, I think it would worry any of us, right? So Lisa goes running towards the door to see what she's talking about. But when she gets there, there's nobody at the door. So Lisa then calls up her husband, Andy, and she's asking for him to come home because she's worried that there was a man who may have been trying to lure Heidi out of the house or talk to Heidi, I mean, she doesn't know. All she knows is that there was a man at the door who was all bloodied up, right? Lisa had a bad feeling overall and wanted help looking for this man in the area. I mean, he couldn't have traveled that far. So once Andy gets to the house, they go looking searching around the neighborhood for this bloodied injured man named Con, and they just came up empty. There were no physical traces of this man and no one had seen him. So Lisa had a sister named Joyce, and Joyce ended up moving into the home right next door to her and her family. Now this was comforting to Lisa because, you know, to have her sister living next door and just having like family nearby is, Comforting, Lisa is telling or just venting to Joyce about what was going on with Heidi, her imaginary friend Mr. Gordy, a weird bloodied up man at the door, just all that good stuff. So Joyce is just listening to her sister's story and wants to help in some kind of way, and Joyce was like, hey why don't you find out who lived at the house before you moved in, maybe they will have some information to help, great idea. I don't know, maybe this con person was actually like looking for the person who lived there. Just an idea. So I don't know why exactly, but Joyce, Lisa's sister, she's the one who ends up calling the real estate agent, and she asked the real estate agent to look up the information as to who was the previous homeowners for her sister's house. Well, Joyce was given some interesting news. So the previous homeowner's name was Kelly and Joyce calls Kelly and she's like, hey, I would like to get together and talk about who lived at the house, if anything weird was going on, just anything and everything. So they get together and Kelly says that the home before her once belonged to a man named James Gordy, who worked as a real estate investor in nearby Columbus, Georgia. But James Gordy had passed away in 1974. So Joyce hears the name James Gordy, and she's like, damn, that name sounds real familiar. You know, she's like trying to put together the pieces, connect the dots in her head. And she's like, oh snap, that's Heidi's new friend's name, Mr. Gordy. So. Joyce goes back to Lisa and is like, get this, you'll never believe what happened, I talked to the previous homeowner, and she told me about a man who used to live here named James Gordy, but he died in 1974. Lisa thinks it'd be a good idea to sit down with Heidi and tell her that her friend Mr. Gordy was a previous homeowner, the man who used to live at their house, but that he was Dead, which I was kind of torn on that. Like, what do you say? Do you tell your kids? Hey sweetie, your friend is actually dead. Yeah, dead. So, hey, I give her props, but the first thing that Heidi asked her mom was if she could go visit the grave where Mr. Gordy was buried. That was the first thing out of her mouth, which is kind of shocking and kind of weird because like how does she even know where that he's buried? So Lisa looks up where Mr. Gordy's buried and agrees to take Heidi to the graveyard. So when they first arrived to the graveyard, Heidi, she jumped out of the car and she ran straight to Mr. Gordy's tombstone. Now again, she's only three years old. She wasn't even able to read yet, but she was able to identify his grave. That's suspicious. So Lisa of course, poor Lisa. She's just going through it cuz she's like um okay. All right. So Lisa decides to reach out to the previous homeowner herself. So she calls up Kelly and Kelly ends up coming over to the family house with some photos. So Kelly sits down with Lisa and Heidi to show her some of the family photos she brought. The main reason was to see if maybe Heidi recognized anyone in the photos. So she hands her the stack of photos, right? It wasn't a stack, it was like a a couple photos. And that's when Heidi was able to point out a man. She points directly to a man in one of the photos and says, that's Con. Kelly looks at her and says, oh, that's Lon, Lon. She must've just simply like misunderstood, right? So who's this Lon guy? Well, Lon was Kelly, the previous owner. It was her uncle. He actually had lost his hand in a cotton gin accident, which would explain why the man that Heidi saw had a man who was all bloody and with the injured hand. The cotton gin was an extremely dangerous workplace, and people were getting hurt on the job quite often, losing limbs left and right. But Lon, he also had passed away from cancer in 1957. So after all of this, Andy and Lisa are a little more freaked out, you know? So they're trying to come up with ideas on like what to do. And they're thinking, hey, maybe we can distract Heidi or something like with a dog. What if we got her a dog? Eh, idea. Now they're thinking maybe if they get her a dog, it will distract her, keep her busy or something so she can move on and just all this can be over with. Nay, nay. He surprised Heidi with a new dog. And Heidi is happy because doggies make everybody happy, unless you're allergic or something, but that's fine. So, however, the dog wouldn't last long in the home. Use code MAKEUP. Back to today's story. So during the evening or just at random throughout the day, the dog would stare off into the corners or hallways and just start barking growling. All of his hair would be standing up and just frozen, growling at something. The dog would do this often and Lisa would get uncomfortable because the dog was literally growling at nothing, you know? There was nothing in the hallway. All the hairs on her arms would stand straight up, but it was silly because it was nothing and everything was fine. Everything's fine. Nothing's there. Carry on. Sadly, not long after, the dog ended up running away and was never found. As time went on, Heidi was no longer the only one experiencing weird things happening in the house. The family would hear kitchen cabinets opening and shutting on their own. Lisa one day was hanging out in the living room, watching her daughter, Heidi, and play with her alive friend in the living room. They were like playing on the floor, right? And Lisa just is sitting on the, on the couch, kind of just watching, and she's got a really weird feeling, but she just brushed it off because because it's just a feeling. Lisa said the next thing she knew, a chair flipped around on its own and slid right in front of her and the kids, as if someone was pulling up a chair to hang out and chat, you know? For good reason, this really freaked Lisa out. Her husband, he would say, you know, oh, it's nothing, don't let it get to you. Not because he didn't believe her um, or anything, it was just more like he didn't really have an answer as to what was going on, so. Let's not all freak out. Late at night, Lisa and Andy, they're getting ready to go to bed. Go Mimis. Andy, as soon as he laid down, he knocked out, sleeping like a baby because that's what guys do best. They literally go to bed. They lay down and they go to bed. They fall asleep in seconds. What is that like? They just go to bed. Oh, it's wild. Anyways, not the point. So he's asleep. Lisa would say that she could hear some noises coming from the ceiling over her bed. At first, she couldn't really make out what it was, but while listening a little closer, it sounded like deep voices chatting, whispering, talking about her. So Lisa could hear in these voices, this whispering, speaking her name. The family at this time, they just started attending a new church and when Lisa asked the pastor about ghosts, because like she was just curious, her pastor told her that ghosts were not real, but demons did exist. Now she's fully believing it was actually demons above her bed, whispering at night. Now this would happen night after night and would constantly keep Lisa up late at night scared. It was impossible for Lisa to sleep peacefully, when you potentially have demons chatting above your head. You know, like, keep it down demons, I'm trying to sleep. Now everyone is thinking, why would you stay? Why would you stay in the house? Why don't you move, just move? Well, kitty cats, some people can't just move on a whim. It costs a lot of money to just move. so. That's not an option, okay? So they ended up staying at the house for years. As the years went on, Heidi's feelings about the friendly ghost changed over time. Lisa, who was now pregnant with their second child, and what should be, you know, a happy moment in life, seemed to attract something dark. Heidi never mentioned good spirits or bad spirits, it was always just Mr. Gordy and seemed to be happy in a way. But now Heidi was coming to her parents saying that there was something bad around, something bad was in the house. Now Heidi would refer to this bad thing as the dark figure, which you guessed it, was a dark figure with no face. The dark figure would just kind of appear as this dark shadow in Heidi's room. Every time the dark figure came around, Heidi felt the temperature drop. It was freezing and she was terrified. While Heidi was playing in her room, something came behind her and pulled her hair. She ran to her mom saying someone pulled her hair and was pinching her. So Lisa called her sister Joyce to come over with a gun to help her find what was tormenting Heidi, yet they would never find anything in the home they thought it was like maybe a person. I mean, it's better to be safe than sorry, you know? So one night, Heidi woke up and had some pretty deep scratches on her face. Lisa and Andy thought that maybe Heidi had scratched her face in her sleep. It was concerning because it was three scratches on her face, kind of like the monster energy drink logo. I think that's probably where they got it, huh? But it kind of looked like that. It was concerning, but couldn't really have been anything else. You know, she probably just scratched herself in her sleep. The next morning though, Andy, he woke up with a pain on his side. He's kind of like, dang, you know, something's burning over here. So he lifts up his shirt and he looks and he notices these really big scratches on his side. And just like Heidi, he also had scratches on his face. So that same day, Heidi told her dad that it was the dark figure with no face who had done it. For the next four nights, Andy was attacked and scratched up in his sleep. In 1994, Jordan, Heidi's new sister, was born. And the same year, Heidi's parents connected with Dr. William Roll. Now Dr. Roll, he was a parapsychologist. Lisa and Andy gave the doctor the whole rundown as to what was happening in the home. They told him about Mr. Gordy and how that was Heidi's like main friend that seemed to always be around. Dr. Roll showed up with uh, photos of random people and also a photo of Mr. Gordy that he was able to find. So he brings this to the house to meet with Heidi. Dr. Roll, he gave Heidi a bunch of photos to go through and right away she was able to pick the one out that had a photo of Mr. Gordy on it and she identified the man as her friend. He thought that maybe Heidi was just hallucinating and that nothing was really going on in the home. However, Dr. Roll could never never explained the scratches that the family was receiving. That was that, she's hallucinating and be gone. Heidi continued to see Mr. Gordy almost every day until she was eight years old. She believed that Mr. Gordy was sent as a guardian angel to prepare her for her life and all the paranormal activity she would face in the future. The media soon caught wind of what was going on in the Wyrick family's home right? And everything that they were experiencing. A reporter went to their house one day to ask the family some questions and further investigate for his story. So the reporter drives out to their home. When he gets there, he said that he just felt a wave of Bad, Just yuck. But he couldn't tell you what it was other than a a feeling. The reporter ended up just getting back into his car and leaving before even trying to get a story. He was that creeped out. People started talking, it's a small town, and everyone all of a sudden knew about Heidi and her ghostly experiences, and it began to take a toll on her. She wanted to know why this was happening to her, seeing all these ghosts, and now she's getting all this attention and doubts from the community around her her. I'm sure for a child that was just probably a lot. Lisa and her sister Joyce, they're just trying to connect the dots and maybe figure out, you know, why is this happening to just Heidi? Now they came to the conclusion that it must be something within their family. Lisa and Joyce were remembering their childhood and how their own mother would see spirits and hear voices. At that time, their mom's stories really never phased them. They just thought like, oh, mom and her crazy stories, like she's so embarrassing mom, shut up, as kids do. But now with new eyes, they were looking back on on those stories like, okay, maybe mom wasn't making anything up. Maybe she was actually seeing these spirits. Lisa and Joyce were now believing that maybe this just runs in their family and it's not scary, but some kind of special gift. So after they had this little chat, both Lisa and Joyce said they began experiencing more paranormal activity. So Jordan, Heidi's younger sister, at around three years old, the same time that Heidi was when she began seeing stuff, Jordan was also saying things as well. Lisa found Jordan in her room having a full conversation with someone. So Lisa asked, who are you talking to? And Jordan just told her that she was playing with a new friend who was a little girl. Heidi also came up to her mom and mentioned that she was playing with a little girl, but it was a good spirit. She didn't feel any negativity around it. That's when the family decided to call Dr. Roll again and have him come out. This time when he came out for some reason that I'm not sure, he believed that Heidi may have been psychic and that she probably had extra sensory perception or ESP, also called the sixth sense. I see dead people. But Dr. Roll believed that most of their women in the family probably had ESP, including their mother and their grandmother. Dr. Roll called up a trusted psychic to come out and meet with the family. This psychic had no prior contact with the family and had no information given to her prior to the meeting when she came to the house, she had validated all of the family's claims. Instantly, she was able to sense a little girl in the home and many other spirits. She said that there was a good spirit who she believed was a caretaker. The family believed that this good spirit was Mr. Gordy, who was always around Heidi. So the psychic is like walking around the home and she would stop and she would say like, there's a dark spirit here. Then she would continue to walk and say like, there's a dark spirit here too. And she did that three times. The psychic said that these three spirits were bad. She was getting all the bad feelings. One of the dark spirits the psychic was seeing had no face and liked to linger around Heidi. The family was then left with this information like, "Hey, thanks for coming by, great. So the family wanted more answers or at least like a second opinion. I mean, maybe those ladies like, you know, let me call up someone else, bling, 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 hello, can you come out? So the family decided to bring in another psychic that they had found who could send spirits as well. Again, they didn't give the psychic any type of information other than they think something is going on and they just wanted an opinion. So another psychic comes out and doesn't ask many questions, just kind of walks around the home observing. She then says that there were at least three different demonic entities in the home. Why do bad things happen in three, you ask? Well, I don't know. She told the family that one of these demonic entities was trying to get settled into Jordan's room. The psychic then walks to Heidi's room and after a few minutes says that there was a demonic entity in her room, but there was also a good spirit who was protecting Heidi and trying to fight off whatever the bad was. The family believed that this was Mr. Gordy protecting Heidi from whatever this dark thing was. The last entity would go from the living room to the parents' bedroom and above the bed. The family asked the psychic why how, when, what, what, huh? huh? And that's when the psychic told the family that they had a portal in their home that was open and allowing these entities to come through. A portal, if you don't know, is like a doorway from the spiritual world to our world. How do you think I got here, bitch? Which sounds kind of fun, like you could just go through this door and be like, Oh my God, Grandpa! But it's not like that, because you never know what kind of spirit you're going to get, and most of the time, a demonic entity will find its way through right into your home. The psychic told the family that their fireplace was an active portal. Everything was coming through their fireplace like Santa, and just hanging out, feeding on the family's energy, but bringing no gifts. So, once the family gets this information, they decided to ask their pastor for help, the one who said that ghosts aren't real Yeah, This pastor comes on over and does a cleansing or a blessing on the home in hopes to close the portal or rid the dark entities. Once it was all over, the pastor left and the family thought it was all over. They could finally move forward. Unfortunately for them though, nothing stopped. One night, while Heidi was asleep, something woke her up. Heidi said that she had a bad, bad feeling. Lying in her bed, the house is quiet, it's dark, nobody's around. But Heidi sensed a dark spirit at the foot of her bed. She screamed out to her parents and whatever was in the room with her, grabbed her feet and held her in the air upside down. Heidi, obviously not doing so well, was screaming and crying, and her parents ran into her room to calm her down, and they see her, she's upside down by her feet. If I walked into my child, first of all, why do I have a child? But if I did, and my child was doing that, I would be like, "Mm, nope. Gonna leave now. It was finally at this time when the family decided it was best to just get the F out of there, right? They could not take it anymore. It was just causing so much stress on the family. They had been through enough and they didn't want their children going through all this stress. They hoped whatever it was inside this home would stay at the home and not follow them. They sold the home. Do you tell the new buyers, good luck and then they moved. As Heidi got older, seeing spirits never stopped. Heidi also says that she sees spirits all around, wherever she's at, that there are good spirits, and that there are also very dark entities out there, that she could never put into words for us normies who can't see ghosts, the awful and horrific things she has seen walking amongst us. But later in life, Heidi would go on to college, she got married and had children of her own, She says to this day, she still has paranormal experiences. What exactly happened in the Wyrick home will always remain a mystery. The story of The Haunting is one of the most famous haunting tales in the Columbus area. In 2002, a movie called A Haunting in Georgia was loosely based off this story. And then in 2013, another movie called The Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghosts of Georgia, was also based off of this story. And that my friends is a story about the Wyrick family and all of the weird, strange experiences they had experienced. That's a lot of experience. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week ahead. Make good choices and I'll be seeing you guys later, bye.